Welcome to Freed Up. This is the podcast that makes life feel lighter. And if you're wanting to live freed up and not fed up, stay connected right here. Pull up your seat. Join us in this place where faith and mental health meet. I'm your host, Tina Robertson, a licensed clinical social worker, a mental health therapist and trainer. Whether you're returning here or it's your first time, I hope you find this podcast as a useful resource to elevate your faith and mental health. So stay a while. Let's get it started. Well, hey, everybody. So good to have you back for another episode of Freed Up. And I hope that you have really been able to connect in and get something from the previous three episodes where we've covered in detail more about the secure and insecure attachment styles and really looking at ways that we can first become more self-aware about our own patterns and relational interactions and behaviors so that we can continue to do, yes, what our year's theme is, and that is making the investment. And by the way, before we get into today's content, I really just want to check in with you. Where are you with making the investment this year in your relationships? Remember, this year on Freed Up is really about understanding how to really support our spiritual and mental health development and growth by paying attention to and making the investment in our relationships, first with God, then with others, because that's the pattern that we've been given. And that then helps us really learn more about ourselves. So it's really kind of a three-way triangle here. So I really wanted to check in with you on that. Let me just remind you of our investing principles this year, right? Because you get those whenever you meet with your financial planner about making your financial investment. Well, we have the same thing when it comes to spiritual and mental health investments. And I believe that there are four important principles that will work for us. And I covered those back in episodes 72 and 73. So if you didn't get a chance to hear those, you can go back and do them. But I just want to review with them that this year, our principles and our framework are around investing wisely, meaning that we're selecting where we're going to push away from distractions and really narrow our focus in so we can go in deep and plug down into the places where God wants us to really spend time investing in relationships. Where can we wisely focus our time and our energy? The second principle is investing wholly or wholeheartedly or generously, meaning that You know, we can't really halfway do this thing. We got to get in there and be committed and make sure that we are giving of our full selves so that we can see the greatest return on our investment. And our third principle was to invest expectantly. This one continues to hit me every time I say it. Because for those of us who've been doubters or we've had maybe some trauma experiences that make us really hesitant or reticent to really think that if we put into something, that there will be seeds that will grow up and return to us in a way that we can expect something out of what we put in the ground of this relationship or into this particular soil where we're wanting to see something different. Well, know that you can invest expectantly. As a matter of fact, God talks to us about if you're going to ask me for something, then you need to ask expecting and with faith. Otherwise, don't ask at all. 
out. So we are investing expectantly. And then the fourth principle is to invest consistently. Listen, I can be the first to tell you that it gets tiring, especially when you're putting into something and you don't see immediate results. We are not in microwavable um, situations when it comes to relationships. Things take time because people are complex and complicated. And sometimes the ground is a little hard and we need God to give us the strength to consistently invest so we can see that investment return over time. And when we stay consistent, we have a greater opportunity to see a harvest come up in due time. So I wanted to just review that with you. And then finally, I want to remind you of our three scriptures to frame this year. Mark 12, 30 and 31. It says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, and with all your mind and with all your strength. The second is this, love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. All right, then the second scripture frame for this year is Galatians chapter 6, verse 9. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. And then our third scripture frame is Matthew chapter 7, verse 24 and 25. Therefore, anyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice, is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house. Yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. We can invest with those four principles and these three scriptures, and we can know that in time, in God's time and in his way, we will see the difference in our investment. Now listen, that first scripture, Mark chapter 12, 30 and 31 said to love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, your mind and your strength. Well, I want to tell you that our first relationship that we need to invest in that will allow us to understand how to engage in the other relationships is our relationship with God. And there is a way to come to God. So I want to share with you a previous episode. It's about 10 minutes long that talks about how we can reconcile ourselves back to God in relationship with Him. you got to hear this one. This is the first step in being able to really move forward relationally in all other phases of our lives. So really take a listen to this one today. First, we must acknowledge God as the creator of everything, including us. He made us for a relationship with him and for dependence on him. Revelation 4 and 11 says, You are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for you created all things, and by your will they exist and were created. With this acknowledgement, we accept God's plan for our lives, because it is in him we live and move and have our very existence. Next, We have to acknowledge that we are sinners as a result of the sin nature passed down from Adam and Eve. Sin is the spiritual inheritance of every human being born into this world, and this causes our separation from God. Take a look around you. Look at our society and look at this world. It is devastated by all of our sin. It is corrupt, it's depraved, and it is highly dysfunctional. 
See, sin is when we miss the mark of God's righteous standards and when we disobey his created plan for our lives. Romans chapter three, verse 10 says this, no one is righteous, not one. And Romans three, verse 23 says, for everyone has sinned. We all fall short of God's glorious standard. And because we are sinners, we are destined for death. Romans 6 and 23 says that the wages, the penalty of sin is death. And this death is both spiritual and physical. Spiritually, we are dead in our sins and separated from fellowship with God until we are reconciled back to him. And one day, each of us will physically die and face God regarding our sin. But even though the penalty for sin is death, The gift of God is eternal life, and it is through Jesus Christ, his son. Romans 5 verse 8 says, God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were sinners. God's love is relentless, is gracious, is merciful, and he alone is the only one that could enact a plan to bring us back into a whole and holy relationship with him. Then after we acknowledge God as creator and that we are sinners, the next step is to accept the plan that God has given for reconciliation with him. Yes, God had a plan and that's good news. God's gift and remedy for sin to reconcile us back to our original state with him is his passionate desire and it's based upon his perfect design. Here is the remedy. You've heard it before, I'm sure. It's in John 3 verse 16 and 17. And it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him will not die, but have eternal life. And God didn't send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but he sent him to save us. God's plan offered up the life sacrifice of his perfect Son to take on all of the sin of this world to satisfy God's anger over it. God called upon Jesus to make it right for us. Here is what Jesus went through for us as described in Isaiah 53, verse 3 and 6. He was despised and rejected, a man of sorrows, acquainted with deepest grief. We turned our backs on him and looked the other way. He was despised and we didn't care. Yet it was our weaknesses he carried. It was our sorrows that weighed him down. And we thought his troubles were a punishment from God, a punishment for his own sins. But he was pierced for our rebellion, crushed for our sins. He was beaten so we could be whole. He was whipped so we could be healed. All of us like sheep have strayed away. We have left God's path to follow our own. Yet the Lord laid on him the sins of us all. The solution, this remedy will require your faith in believing that God did this through Jesus Christ. And although we can't fully see every detail, God made it clear in his word that our sins were laid upon Jesus. He became our substitute. He's the one that took on our sins, died in our place, was buried, and then was raised up by God from the dead. And this is how we are reconciled back to God. And being reconciled back to God through Jesus allows us a rebirth in our spiritual lives here on earth. And it also allows us eternal life with God in heaven when we physically die. 
Listen, we all live by faith in something. Some people put their faith in their spouses or their significant others, their bank accounts, the stock market, maybe even their financial status. Some put it in their educational achievements and their work performance. Others put it in themselves and think so highly of their own abilities that they can overcome whatever comes their way. But none of these will remove sin's grip off of our lives and reconnect us back to God. Only faith in Jesus' death and his resurrection will suffice. Now, some people are even bothered, angry at times, that Christians believe that Jesus is the only way to God. Jesus himself said in John chapter 14, verse 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to God except through me. See, people want multiple paths to God because Our sin nature wants us to choose and dictate and control the design of our own path in life, including our own way to get to God. But only our perfect God, our creator and sustainer, get to decide the solution and remedy for sin. Our part is just to believe in it. It is by God's generosity, his grace, that we are saved and that we are reconciled back to him through our faith. It is a gift to us and we can't get back to God by our own plan or someone else's plan or the things that we do, our performance, our reliance on our own strength or our perceived morality. We cannot earn it. This solution God gave is supernatural, but it's available to anyone who places their faith not in what they can do, but what God has already done. Christians are not perfect. We fail. We don't always represent God in the best ways. We will not be all that we should be until we meet God face to face and he changes us completely once and for all. We're in the processing mode while we're here on earth. So listen closely. Don't let the imperfectness of Christians keep you from being reconciled back to our perfect God. Even when you're reconciled back to him, you'll still struggle with sin, but you will have the help and the hope of Jesus, your Savior. Reconciliation with God equals eternity with God forever. The alternative is a devastating existence without him forever. That is something I hope for no one and neither does God. So finally, this step is very important. God's way to accept his plan for salvation from sin and reconciliation back to him is found in Romans chapter 10, 9 and 10. It says, if you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God. And it is by openly declaring your faith that you are saved. And declaring simply means speak it. Your faith in God's design plan is the way that you are reconciled back to him and saved from your sins. So now is the time. You get to choose if you want to take this step by faith. And if you would like to do so, you can simply just pray this prayer to God. Dear God, I believe you are the creator of everything, including me. I believe that I'm a sinner because of the sin nature passed down to me. I believe that the consequence of my sin is death. 
I am grateful for your love and the gift that you offer through Jesus, your son. I believe that he died in my place, took on my sin as a substitute, and that you raised him from the dead. I know that this is the way to be in a reconciled relationship with you and that I now have eternal life with you. Thank you for this gift. Thank you for your love. I accept it all by faith. Amen. So if you prayed this prayer and believed it in your heart, then you are now in new covenant with God. And I'm so happy for you. And God rejoices over you. This prayer isn't magic. It's a spiritual covenant with God. So you may feel differently after praying it, or you may not. But know that in faith, God has kept his promise to you to bring you into a restored relationship with himself. In the Bible, 2 Corinthians 5 verse 17 tells you that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone and a new life has begun. And once you enter into a reconciled covenant with God, you don't need to do it over and over and over again. Your prayer of faith has settled and sealed your decision now and forever. Jesus said in John chapter 10, verse 28 through 30, I give them eternal life. No one can snatch them away from me, for my father has given them to me and he is more powerful than anyone else. You know what? You can't even snatch yourself from God and his son. And to keep you connected in that covenant throughout this life, God gives you his Holy Spirit as a deposit on your life to come. And every day, the Holy Spirit will teach you, comfort you, remind you when you're wrong and empower you to do all that God has given you to do as you live in this new covenant with him. So now, it's going to be important for you to learn more about God, to grow in your faith, and to understand more about God and his plan for your life. So what's next? Well, first of all, I'd love for you to reach out and let me know that you prayed this prayer. Email me. I want to celebrate this amazing step you've taken in your life and share some resources with you as well. And by the way, know that it's okay to feel a little overwhelmed and to feel like there's a lot to learn. You know, when you first started something else new, you didn't fully understand all that you needed to know at that time. But over time and with consistently learning, your confidence grew as your understanding grew. And the same thing will happen in your walk with God. And if you are someone that didn't feel like you were ready to take this step today, please know that I am praying for you and I'm happy to answer any questions you may have about what you've heard. You can reach out to me at that same email address. Until the next time we meet, God bless you. Listen, if you happen to pray that prayer for the first time today, I would love to hear from you. Please reach out to me at connect at freefilledfavored.com. That's the email. It's also in the episode description. Let me know that you prayed that prayer. I want to congratulate you and I want to pray with you and I want to encourage you in your next steps. Also, for our next episode, we're going to spend a little time with Q&A because you guys have a lot of questions about this series so far, about making the investment and about these attachment styles and patterns. I'm going to look forward to answering some of those for you in the next episode. 
I'm also headed out on vacation, y'all. So prayers for me and I'll continue to pray for you as always. And remember, you do not walk this path alone. I am walking right alongside you, along with the rest of the Freed Up friends. And don't forget, God loves you. I love you. And make sure you take care of you.